You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, and welcome back to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. I am so excited for this. It's a little delayed as everything has been for months and months, so I feel like we're on trend. But we are doing our 2023 report. So this is for the whole year, kind of an overview of what to expect. And I already am feeling like the energy is just taking me over. I feel like I'm overwhelmed already, but also a little bit optimistic. How are you feeling so far? My goodness, this Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde combination has made for a very tricky entrance to a new year. Um, We've gone into the last at least two years in Mercury and retrograde. We did it last year. We did it this year. We're going to do it again next year. (laughs) Um, But it really does affect how we feel about getting things going. And Capricorn loves to get things going. It loves to make a move. And this really hinders that energy. And so, yeah, we were going to record this between Christmas and New Year's. And it is now the mm, 15th of January. (laughs) but I'm pretty sure everyone's feeling this way. So, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. It checks out. We're on trend. We're all just doing what we can do. And (laughs) at least we're still doing it. You know, we're still showing up. We're setting the precedent for the year that we're going to keep moving forward. That's right. (laughs) So you want to talk about the number seven this year, which is the numerology of the year. Is that right? Yes, exactly. So if you add up the digits, two, two, and three, we get seven. And normally I talk about in the post that I have on my uh, Concrete and Crystals Instagram, I talk about seven in the context of rest and mysticism, spiritual things, mystery, those kinds of themes. But this year in my own readings I've been doing, and in the last few weeks, the sessions I've been doing for others, the chariot which is the seven in the major arcana and tarot has been coming up a lot. And that's kind of the opposite energy. It's moving forward, fast movement, travel, like it's a very expansive feeling. So this year, I think is going to be about balancing the two is what I'm feeling where we're going to maybe just be able to recognize that we can't be going all the time. We can't be full steam ahead 100% of the time, but we also can't just be resting and often like our spiritual space in our heads either there has to be a bit of both and i think what's really interesting is right now as i'm talking what's kind of showing up in my head is that we need the periods of rest and spirituality to check in and figure out what our goals are are we feeling satisfied with the direction that we're going is there something that would inspire us more so that when we get those bursts of energy we at least know where the hell we're going because i feel like last year i had no idea the entire year i was just on a whim reacting as opposed to having some sort of a sense of where I genuinely wanted to be. It got clearer as the year went on, but I think this year it's kind of showing up more because 
in the seven energy, we have that rest sort of feeling. So that's like a Pisces sort of energy, you know, really going deep, um, allowing yourself to like sit in that stillness. But then I also feel like there's this energy of like being open-minded, being limitless, removing limits on ourselves, allowing the mystery to take hold. So there's almost this like Scorpio energy that I'm feeling with it for some reason. I mean, eight is Scorpio. So maybe that's like where that's coming from. We're getting closer to that. But yeah, there's just this energy that like with that Pisces energy, it's being less materialistic, but having big goals for like personal satisfaction as opposed to I need to have this amount of money by the end of the year. This is my goal for how many podcast episodes I'm going to put out. Like it's less about the quantity. It's more about the quality. I think is mostly what I've been picking up on in this energy because I don't feel like we're meant to be striving in the old ways that we are striving. So this fast moving energy, like if we're in a chariot energy, it's more about let's see how close we can get to our personal goals. Let's see if I can actually find out more about myself. Let's see if I can create that thing that I've been wanting to create. Did I set aside time for creativity? Those kinds of goals is kind of like what I'm feeling into. I I really agree with that. I I think that's a great assessment. And I think it's interesting because in the Chinese Zodiac, we're moving into the year of the water rabbit. We're coming out of a water tiger last year where we were this predator, right? It was still a little bit of that survival, how to get out there and make the world work for us energy. And this year we're transiting a little bit more into this feeling of allowing right? But there's also some victimness that comes with rabbit being the prey, right? There can be this escapism or this feeling of wanting to hermit or hide a little bit. But I really think we all need some of that slower internal reflection, because without that, we're not going to be able to make decisions here in the next few years about what direction we want things to go. And so where are we going to put our energy in the next few years? Where are we really going to start to reset? And so I'm hopeful that some of the energy that comes in this year allows us to get some reprieve in some way. Um, Spoiler alert, it's not all butterflies and (laughs) rainbows this year, but it's also better than it's been. I will say that. And I think the water rabbit really embraces that serenity, the abundance, the heightened sensitivity, all of these things bring in those elements. So just hang in there, right? You know, the tiger is solitary and it's maybe a little bit more about um, being on the hunt and rabbit, you know, we're going to feel this wanting to bond with those we love, finding closeness with our family, taking time to have the memories that maybe have gotten spoiled in the last few years. So yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for 2023. I feel like that's been our like motto for the last while, like cautiously optimistic, but you know, what's really interesting is I forgot about this, but the first point that I have written down here makes a lot of sense for that energy too, which is, I was talking about this earlier with someone, I keep getting this message around faster resolutions and responses because of that quiet time. So like, not allowing things to fester, not allowing things to become grudges, addressing things quit more quickly because we have this better sense of ourselves. And so yeah. conflict doesn't feel as scary. So that energy of the rabbit makes sense because that like wanting to hide from conflict is still going to be there, 
but we're going to be more likely because of those bonds, like what you're talking about. This is what I feel like we're going to want to be close to people again, intimacy, mm -hmm. like these kinds of things are going to be so at our core right now. Like I'm getting like a butterfly, like hip energy that I get when something's like resonating. And I think what's interesting is I also pulled a card that I forgot about when I first set up for this year and it's the scorpion which yeah in the animal spirit deck it talks about how the scorpion is very creative and like active and ambitious but also kind of tends to feel like they've been burned and hold a grudge and so this is about repairing that reaching out and like resolution is a word that and so like new year's resolution but when i was hearing that i kept thinking of just the resolution part like solving issues and so that we're not we're already holding on to so much yeah who doesn't years. just feel burned in general after the yeah. last three years exactly so this is about like repairing relationships and like not letting things like not holding on to things just being like you know what i'm gonna be honest this is how i'm feeling about it if we're in a different place, we just move on. We, you know, we're not going to like hold on to it and like let things fester in our minds as much. A lot of astrologers have coined this the year of what if, mm -hmm. um, and it truly depends on what you put into that. What if, what if it's all good? What if it's all bad? Yeah. It's up to us to make those determinations when we go through some of these difficulties. And I think the jadedness that we're starting to feel is going to be put to the test this year because we're going to really have the capability to see what we want to see through these outlooks. So keep that in mind as you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly that's coming. <laughs> and remember that we have those abilities to work through these as, as we choose to. Absolutely. I feel like that's a good warning, like optimistic, but like brace yourself. <laughs> All right, should we just jump in with January? Yeah, let's do it. I will start here. So what I have for January, I'm going to try and keep it short. So this isn't a four hour long episode. But um, the, for January, I have the 10 of wands. And this 100% feels like what we've been going through, because we're already halfway through the month. And I would say 100% this is what's happening, is that we get overwhelmed. We're at the end of the suit. We have gathered so much crap. We're holding on to it. I actually just realized we we're just talking about this. This is exactly the energy I've been talking about where it's this, the images of someone carrying a suitcase. They've got stuff. They have an ox beside them. The ox is carrying stuff and they're going, they're coming down a mountain. And it's like, why do I have all of my belongings on me all the time? Why am I holding all of my baggage? Like I can almost cry. Like I feel like I get like spirit feelings and it's like, we're saying like you just we're at our limits we're at our capacity if we take on one more thing we're going to lose it and i've been feeling that so much because i took an actual break um and this is where the rest versus action energy i think is gonna carry through is i took a, an actual physical break over the holidays and it was beautiful it was like one of the my like honestly top tier one of my favorite holiday seasons of my life but then now i'm panicking because i took a break and as a capricorn i never take a break and now it's all catching up with me, all the things that I probably would have done in those two weeks. It's like now I have to do that. It's like when you have a four day week in a corporate job and you still have to do all the things, right? And, right. and so that's kind of the feeling we're at with this 10 of wands where it's like, it's time to start letting stuff go. It's, and whether this is emotional baggage here, it's wands. So it's also like mental baggage. It's like, what am I holding on to? What stories am I like? I don't want to hear myself say this one more time. This comes up for me a lot when I, this is my like I auditory process, a lot of stuff. Hence why I have a podcast and, you know, you guys will get to hear me live processing things. But it's because if I hear myself say something, it either inspires me if I'm like, okay, I have accountability now because I said it out loud, 
Or it makes me super annoyed. If I'm like, I have said this 37 times in the last two weeks and I still haven't done it. So <laughs> that's kind of what where we're sitting right now in January is like, what can I let go of that? Like when I say it, it no longer feels true. Like if I say, I really want to have, a, you know, whatever it is, a certain goal in mind for money or I want to do this thing. I really feel like I want to make a painting, but it's like, do I even like painting? Like, why am I saying this if I don't want to do it? And then just having this optimism that like, the more space you make, more things can come in. Those things mm-hmm. that you do actually want will actually have somewhere to go. Because I was just telling Emily before this that I'm so frustrated right now because I have these huge, exciting things that I cannot wait to do, but my I have no room. I have no space for to do them. And it's it then it, it discourages you and almost sets you back instead of helping you wrap things up. So that's kind of where I'm sitting with this gen- January energy. And I don't feel bad having a damper on the first month because we're halfway through. So we're, you know, we, we've been in it. We're on the other side of it a little bit. I'm starting to let things go and I'm hoping you are too. I love that. I think that's the best description. And honestly, I feel like the guy with all the wands and the ox coming down the hill and truly trying to figure out what what's worth keeping and what's not keep, worth keeping. Okay. So, right. We've had this impulse that we get every year, especially I think in Capricorn season, it's like, I'm ready to clean out the closets. I'm ready to clean off my desk. I want to organize my systems and get structure and make my life streamlined. And literally everything in the sky has been working against us. (laughs) And really the big players in that are Mercury and Mars who have been in retrograde. They started in, well, Mars went into retrograde the 30th of October, um, Mercury did it there just the tail end of December. And so we've had this feeling of three steps forward, two steps back over and over and over again. And really what's going to continue to happen is as Mars is traveling through Gemini, right? This is a sign that's ruled by Mercury and it's just making us extra frustrated. There's been powerful storms. There's been breakdowns, accidents, delays, all kinds of misery and misunderstandings. And not only that, but errors in judgment. I mean, we literally had the airline shut down because someone updated the software incorrectly. Can't make this up. So Mars ends its retrograde cycle. Uh, Thankfully that happened on the 12th. I personally have already started to feel quite a bit of relief, but what we've got to do now is retrace the steps that Mars traveled between October 30th and January 12th. So we're going to feel a little bit sloggy still while we're going back over things that it feels like we already tried to accomplish once. And the first time we did it, we might've had to stumble through it in some way or another. Hopefully now some of those loose ends are going to get tied up. Now the astrological weather for the rest of the month is not bad. Jupiter is going to continue uh, pressing on through the fiery sign of Aries. This is really going to give you sort of that strong urge to make new plans, start new projects and get moving. Um, And especially I will say for Aries, Leo and Sagittarius birth signs, they love this Jupiter in another fire sign. It feels really good. Uh, And the other thing to know about Jupiter, right, is that he circles our chart every 12 years and he was last in the sign of Aries from January 23rd to June 4th of 2011. So you might get some hints about how this energy is going to show up for you personally in your chart by looking back at that past cycle. 
Now the sun, Venus and Saturn are all going to spend some time in friendly Aquarius for the rest of this month. This is really kind of a humanitarian and friendship ruled area. It's going to be very sociable. Venus is going to like you to spend some more time with your friends. And on top of that, Venus is going to enter the romantic and creative sign of Pisces on the 26th. This is her favorite sign. And so all of this being said, on top of that, we have Uranus ending its retrograde cycle on January 22nd. We were going to have no retrograde planets until mid-April. This is the only stretch of days in 2023 when all the planets are going to be in this direct motion. And so this is really going to be a stellar sort of period of time. So January, it's about revisiting, slogging through it, getting excited about things, especially with the new moon coming up. I will say that's your best bet to set your intentions and sort of manifest, but I concur. Let's see what we can set down and how we can rework going forward. That aligns so well. I always get amazed at how ours line up. Um, and what's interesting is the next card that came up is the 14, which is temperance. And so this is all about kind of finding balance. And I think for me, it felt really good going from like trying to release stuff. It felt like January and February are kind of in, in alignment because what happens is when you make space, then you start looking at, okay, like, how do I balance what's left? Am I left with only work and no personal life? Or like, am I left with only fun and I'm not getting any, getting any work done? Like what, where am I releasing? And then like, where do I have to rebalance? And this card specifically in this deck is all about being a whole being. So like mind, body, spirit, looking at where you can be maybe more mindful of what you need to have moderation around, whether this is like health or maybe you're spending too much money, whatever it might be, it is about all coming back to like spirit. And I think because one of the little bells that rang in my head when this came up was that it's a double of seven. And so it's still within this realm of that back and forth between taking action and resting and, you know, material things versus spiritual things. It's finding your place. And like everyone's on a spectrum, right? Like some people feel more home with a lot of stuff being in that material world and they still are connected to spirit. And some people would rather let go of all the, the material things and be more in the spiritual realm. And so it doesn't mean you have to be exactly in the middle. Like when I say find balance, it's like, this is why we're going to be so internal this year because we don't freaking know. Like we don't know where we are maybe on that spectrum. And so coming back to yourself is I think a huge part of February. And I think that aligns with Pisces, you know, that kind of feels like that, like going beneath the surface more. We haven't had time or capacity to do that. I think in the last few years, we've been just doing shadow work after shadow work, after trauma response, after trauma response. And it's like, who am I actually without the, without the drama, right? Like if I was just by myself on a retreat for a month, what would I discover about myself? And that's kind of how I feel February is going to be. And maybe it'll help for people who are in snowy areas to just kind of like shut things out a little bit. But I think it'll be dependent on the person. Like you might be going on the card, it has a sun and a moon. So I think that's like being more outward facing versus behind the scenes and deciding like, do I need to see more people so that I'm less in my head? Do I need to retreat from all the people that have been driving me nuts for the last two weeks? two months, you know, it's just kind of a push and pull sort of feeling. Super interesting. Okay. So let's talk about what the stars are doing. Um, like I said, this is really, 
we don't have anything in retrograde, which is fabulous. And the most difficult days in February are going to end after the first week. So really, you know, green lights, it's going to be great. <laughs> also notable though, we've got the planets spread out around the Zodiac in seven, seven different signs this month. And what's interesting about that is that it's going to make it a little bit harder to stay focused and on point because we're going to have some new distractions coming in at us. We've had most of the stars sort of clumped together in these little wads almost during the last two, three years. And now things are starting to spread out. We're starting to feel a little air come between this. And so it's an opportunity for us to look at things that we haven't had time to. Now, that being said, Venus is going to stay excited and exalted and it loves hanging out in Pisces. And what's exciting is that on Valentine's day, she's going to be in conjunction. That means on top of each other, they're within the same degree, right in the sky. They're going to be with, um, Neptune, spiritual Neptune. So you've got Venus and love Neptune with dreams and ideals, and they're going to be magnifying each other on Valentine's day. This really makes it sort of the most romantic and special Valentine's day we've had in a very long time. Um, and it's also a really great day with the moon because it's going to be riding through optimistic Sagittarius that day. So a beautiful day to enjoy. Now, this is where things get a little dicey in February and this more, more than I will say for Canada or Australia or some of the other countries that tune in, but what's happening in February for America is that Pluto will be sitting directly at 28 degrees Capricorn. And this is that once in a 264 year event where we sort of are facing our reckoning as a nation a little bit. We, this is our first Pluto return. That's how long it's taken for Pluto to come all the way back around uh, to where it started. What's interesting, you know, we have a lot of different birth charts, so to speak, for the United States, but the one thing they all agree on is this 28 degrees of Capricorn for Pluto. So this can really continue to bring some power struggles and transformation in for our country. Um, it's positive energy and that Pluto transforms and heals problem areas, right? He's removing poison, uh, advancing science and medicine, and it's the idea of the death and the rebirth. So we'll see what happens with protests, war, violence, of course, LGBTQ and some of the other issues, but I think it's going to be optimistic. I will say, I feel like even though these things are going to come up, this is the opportunity where we're going to, with all of this Aquarius energy, see that we are more alike than we are different. So it'll be fun. The new moon this month is spiritual and creative. It's in Pisces. So you get a little bit of extra boost from that on the 19th. And then the full moon in Leo on the fifth makes a hard line square. So this is that tension energy between Uranus. So this is going to be kind of a undependable energy and one of those days to kind of watch out, just keep it simple. That's so interesting. I feel like that I was picking up on that a little bit in the March card that came up because in March I got the literal chariot. That was the actual card that I got. So I was like, well, with Aries being like the beginning of the astrological year, I think that makes sense because we're like, this is when we're going to be like, oh, I feel like a human again. You know, we've done all this work on like balance, letting go and everything. And so like all that work we're doing in January, February, it's like, okay, maybe I could 
move again. Um, and I think for me specifically, what I'm feeling into is because my natal placements, a lot of mine are coming around. Like right now, I'm in a lot of my natal placements. Like my Aquarius, um, my Venus is in Aquarius. You know, my Jupiter's in Aries. I we're in Capricorn season. Like I'm feeling this like like I'm ready to do things, but it's at least good for me to hear that March is going to be the time when it turns around because I know there's always internal work to do before it shows up externally. And I think with this, it's still a dichotomy, but what I love about this is that it's more clear that like we are moving forward. This is a forward moving card. And it's about kind of also, if you have a lot of things going on, being able to streamline into like either pulling things together to make them work together or just choosing a direction to go. And I think with having the temperance card before this, where we're actually finding the balance, figuring out where we are on this spectrum, it'll be a lot clearer of like where we want to go and what is most important. And what's interesting is temperance, if you add the one and the four together, that's a five. And that's also like a change card. And so even though it's more internal, it'll show up ex externally in March when we're actually like, oh, what's coming up for me to act on? And what do I actually want to move forward with? So it can also be travel. That's also associated with um, the chariot. So you may have opportunities to finally travel if you haven't in a long time and be able to feel like you have the time, the space, the money, whatever it is that's been lacking in a few years, the last few years, maybe this is going to be shifting so that you can finally like take the kids on March break. And like, it's just in time for that energy. So I do feel really optimistic about this. Like I have actually my first outside of school gallery show in March with my friend. And it's going to be during that March break week. So I'm like, good, at least we're moving forward that month. Because if we're really slow getting our, our shit together in the next couple months, it'll come together before the show. Like I feel good about it. So that's the kind of energy like I'm seeing it paralleled with like, what I have showing up. And so hopefully that gives people some optimism for March. Yes, that really describes that we've got a lot of big changes coming in March. We've got planets entering new signs and all sorts of sort of new eras kind of being ushered in. So conservative and responsible Saturn is going to enter the water sign of Pisces on March the 7th. And it's going to stay here for two and a half years in the sign of the fishes, right? This, the sign of Pisces is the two fish. It's the two ideas on how to be responsible. And it really wants you to sort of look at this idea. What's this tie that we have between spiritual choices and the high road, but also wanting to make sure that we have structure. We can't have these moments of spirituality and, and daydreaming if we don't have the structure behind us to support us while we're doing it. So Saturn is really going to be interesting. It's going to be uncomfortable in Pisces. It does not like this, this flowy, free moving air or moving water side. It wants something more stable. So it's going to be a little um, weaker in what it wants to change having come out of Aquarius, but it will still be ready to shake things up. So we'll see, right? This is hospitals, prisons, colleges, all that sort of institutional um, idea around Pisces. And then we also have, this is a big one. Pluto is going to enter the air sign of Aquarius on the 23rd. It has been in Capricorn, since 2008. 
So this again is ushering in a big new era, right? When it hit in 2008, we had right the economic shock waves. Then we've had all sorts of these conservative years of pulling in and and readjusting our rules. So every sign in astrology is followed by a sign that reacts in a totally different manner. So we're coming out of that and moving into this Aquarius energy that is much more liberal and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Now it's also co-ruled, right? Aquarius is co-ruled by Uranus, which rules electricity. And so there could be some major adjustment adjustments to power and machinery, um, all sorts of ideas about how how we get around cars, computers, that sort of thing have the opportunity to shift here over the next you know few years. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. Now, another one, Venus is going to start the month in Aries and then enters its home sign of Taurus on March the 16th. This is going to be some soothing energy because we are still dealing with the North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio. So this can bring a little bit of soothing to the markets and that sort of thing could also help you with financial um, issues that you may have help you find, you know, healthy relationships, healthy jobs. It brings more stability. It wants to ground and bring peace and harmony to situations. Mars at the beginning of the month is in Gemini. So again, we're going to have this really, we're going to be wanting to discuss things. We want to make our actions speak louder than our words. And it's finally going to calm down a little bit when it enters cancer on the 25th. Now keep in mind, Mars has been in Gemini since last fall. So this is going to really feel different because our actions can kind of almost take a breather in some ways. It's going to be here for six weeks. And this is a really good time to put energy into your home and your personal projects and those things that you want to enjoy. And the only other one that we've got a big uh, change in is Mercury, and it's going to enter Aries on the 18th. Uh, This is a good time for, you know, making movement in your garden, and it's going to start to feel like spring, all of these things. It's a, it's a busy, busy month. We're going to feel differently for sure. And I think that totally makes sense for it being the chariot. Like there's so much movement and we're like, and I think because it's a major arcana card, it's like the, the eight of wands for me feels the exact same, like in physical energy as the chariot, but the chariot's a major arcana. It's not part of a suit. It's not part of a theme of energy or like a, a journey. It's its own journey. It's big. Like if you get a major arcana card, you're like some big's happening. And so I feel like it's going to, even if it's not big things happening for you, if you're like, I'm not changing jobs, I'm not having these big things happen it'll even the smallest thing you might be like I don't have space for this somebody's like do you want to get coffee and you're like I can't I don't have time like it's just going to be adjusting to regular life of having things move I think is going to be an adjustment it's finally going to feel like things are different around us and the image I get when you talk about the chariot right you've got multiple horses and it's the idea of you've got to get all of this energy all of this team together to help you and so kind of reorganizing <laughs> getting a hold of your horses <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, that's kind of like where it's like, like I said, like either getting everything to work together or being like, you're getting left behind. We're moving without you. Sorry for your luck. It reminds me of the Everybody Loves Raymond episode where he talks about the ass in seat rule where he's like, we're going at this time. If you're not in the car, I'm leaving without you. Like, that's 100% how that feels to me where we're like, I honestly am tired of waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's the feeling that I that I get with this. And because in April, we have the Ace of Pentacles. 
This is such a beautiful card. It's one of my favorite cards because it's a material sign. It's an earth sign. It's that just planting the seed energy and it's still optimal. It's still like movement forward. You're like, I'm doing, I'm starting a new thing. There is this fresh energy, but it's not like a forced energy because we've done so much in March with the chariot where we're like doing the busy work of it of like, let's get this going. We're like hectic, but now it's like, we're starting to trust our vision and being like, okay, what are the steps I actually need to take in order for this grand vision to actually happen? And when you were talking about Venus going into Taurus, this is a hundred percent, this energy is planting the seed. It's being in the literal garden, you know, it's okay. I can actually start creating a structure for the things I want to do moving forward. And there's optimism in planting a garden. You're not going to go to like dead soil and be like, let me just start watering this for no reason. That's not going to grow. If you're going to plant a seed, it's because you know, the season is right. The soil's right. You know, you know, the conditions are right for that to grow. And I think that's, part of it that I haven't necessarily picked up on other times I've picked this card, but I think that's a hundred percent where we're going to be at this time. Cause like I said, for some reason, the phrase, when I started talking, the uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop kept coming up, but we're not going to have that fear anymore. We're going to be in this place of like you said, stability and like trusting and surrendering and being like this, no, this is for sure the direction I want to go. I chose it for a reason. I trust myself. I trust the energy of the universe. I trust the people around me. I've done all this work for the last three years to get to this point. And like, I'm just doing it. I just, there's going to be a sense of like, I feel like when you just sigh that relief, like when you get somewhere where you're comfortable or when you're with a person that makes you feel like held and safe. And like, that's what I feel is going to be the energy along with this in April. So my feeling on this one, we'll see how, how this mixes. Um, I actually wrote down when I was thinking about all the things happening in April, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> um, but I think that's maybe taking it a little too far because I will say the really the biggest culprit in the month of April is Mercury going into retrograde again. Um, and that's going to happen on the 21st. So you're going to have some time at the beginning of the month to get prepared for that. And you will still be coming off of that beautiful March energy with so much new energy sort of propelling you. But during this retrograde, right, finances are going to be at the spotlight. And with Mercury in retrograde in Taurus, this really makes us refocus on, are we putting our resources where we're meant to? I do think too, this will probably have some complications with weather. We usually in a retrograde can get storms. Um, and particularly with it in Taurus, it'll be interesting to see if the transition from winter to spring is going to bring about some, some big shifts, you know, um, California is underwater practically at the moment. So it will be interesting to see the other thing I will talk about. Saturn is still going to be, you know, going into Pisces. This is going to be challenging sort of the truth of our ambitions and the methods we're using to get there right? This two and a half year cycle is going to really test the ability of some people to stay focused and on the job. This particularly affects Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Powerful Pluto is also going to continue his sort of eccentric and open-minded stay in Aquarius. This is going to be pushing new buttons and issues to the front, especially in politics. 
Aquarius is the ruler of Uranus. And like I said, this also brings up electricity again. So we'll see. We'll see. Venus is going to fly out of the earth sign of Taurus and into Gemini on the 10th. Really use this opportunity to speak up and let others know what you think during this 30 day cycle. This is an opportunity to speak what's on your heart. And then we have the sun meeting up with lucky Jupiter. It does this once a year. It's the conjunction of the sun and Jupiter. It's called sometimes the day of miracles. That's kind of a new term we've coined in the last few years. This happens on the 11th and it's a great opportunity to enjoy manifesting. It's a beautiful energy when the sun and Jupiter expand one another. Maybe that's the energy that the Ace of Pentacles is picking up on. Like maybe this is like, there's a bunch of endings happening so that we can have this clarity and expansion at the end of the month. That totally, I feel like that totally resonates with the energy I was picking up on. And then it's interesting because then we move into May. And for me, May always makes me think of like my grandmother who like passed a, like a long time ago, but it makes me think of her Taurus energy and Mother's Day and all of those things. And the card that came up is the Six of Cups, which is a lot about nostalgia. And so this is going to be, I feel like maybe like an emotional reset where that energy we were talking about for the year in general of connecting with our families more, making more special bonds. This feels like connect, reconnecting with siblings and cousins and like that sort of like longing for simpler times or just times when you got to spend more time with your family. And it also is a way of actually reframing things where you can see like what was important to you at that time and you're thinking of your favorite memories why was that such a good time and like how can I kind of bring that energy forward and I think because like I said it's it's the month where like it's Mother's Day but it's also spring so like we're seeing flowers again we're starting to see a little bit more of movement even within like new little birds flying around and there's just like this childlike wonder that comes with that where we're every year it happens but every year it's like we've never seen a flower before in our lives you know it's like this time when we start to have that like childlike lens when we're looking at the world and I think that's going to be a really nice energy for following the ace of pentacles it's like we planted seeds and now we're starting to see things come to fruition so even though it's going to be maybe more emotionally focused it might actually be that like our emotions are matching the the season around us at that time. But like you said, there can be deep memories, memories that maybe aren't so great also, which could be reflected in like storms or other things too. So I do feel like there's going to be some mirroring with like emotions and like the world around us, but it's going to be focused on like our connections to home and family and what's important to us. Yeah, you really picked up on the energy this month. Um, Mars is going to be in cancer and cancer is all about family and home and togetherness and memories and nostalgia. So with that, then we also have, you know, it's going to start the month in cancer, but it's going to move into Leo on the 20th. And that's where it picks up its pace a little bit, right? We get a little bit faster, but it also wants us to play and have fun. So after slogging for so long with Mars and Gemini, we're going to have this beautiful sort of cancer love and harmony retreat. And then we're going to have this opportunity to play and, you know, get together with friends and family, but this is fun and hobbies and activities. We also have Venus entering cancer on the seventh. So that's going to emphasize that energy a little bit, um, putting some value into your living spaces 
as well as, you know, sort of romancing that, that side of the things that feel good. Now we do have a few troublemakers this month. Mercury will continue its retrograde for the first two weeks, and then we'll finally get its act together and turn direct on May 14th. And the exciting thing with that is that we also have Jupiter changing signs that day. So we will have Jupiter moving into Taurus after a very quick stint running almost through Aries. Poor Aries won't get as much of its energy, but it will hang out now in Taurus for about a year and a half. Um, before it does sort of its good work, it is going to have a really powerful square with Pluto on the 17th where Jupiter inspires us to go overboard. Pluto is going to, you know, kind of want us to pay attention and pull back a little bit. So it can be interesting. This could be some, again, divorces, you know, money, legal battles, that sort of thing are kind of coming up in May, but we'll see. Um, And then on top of that, the other thing I would really focus on is Pluto begins its retrograde cycle on May 1st. So it's going to back out of Aquarius where it changed not too long ago and go back into Capricorn until mid-June before it finally re-enters Aquarius in January. And once it moves into Aquarius in January of 2024, it won't look back. So that'll be exciting. And yeah. It'll be kind of a hit and miss up and down month, but I do think the energy there to have fun and connect with loved ones is big. I forgot. I have one more thing I want to hit on. Um, The lunar eclipse and full moon are happening. Um, We've got our first eclipse cycle of the year coming in May. And so that can be a little funky eclipse cycles can be a little rough. The first one, we've got a full moon in Scorpio. Um, in opposition with Uranus on the fifth. This is kind of a a sketchy one. (laughs) And then we also have the counterpart to that coming up uh, later in the month. So hang in there. It's going to be, it'll be up and down. We'll say it that way. Oh gosh, eclipses. I forgot those existed already, even though it hasn't been that long since the last one. But I feel like I w- I used this reference earlier today where I was like, it's like childbirth where like I've never experienced it. But people always talk about how like when it happens, it's like the worst thing ever. And then when you like see a baby and it, it's been a while, you're like, I want to have another one. I feel like that's how I feel about eclipse season. Um, but what's really cool is for me, what I pulled for June is actually the card that I think of the most for Gemini, because it's the page of swords, which is all about like new ideas, uh, research, talking about ideas with others, being open to hearing new perspectives. And it's this woman who's like walking a tightrope, holding balloons that are light bulbs, opening a book, birds flying around. It's like all of the energy of Stimulating your mind is the phrase that comes to mind. And so I think we've had this sort of like nostalgic energy happening through May. We're having eclipses. We can get really like sparks of ideas, I guess, with that. And like inspiration is huge. And I think I've been lacking it in the last while. So I think this already being the midpoint in the year, it's like this extra new influx of energy to like, like get going again, to be like, inspired and want to move forward and kind of make the most of this like you know it's also when we have the longest day of the year it's just like there's a lot of like sun energy that I feel around this card um and also connecting with others so like we were connecting more with like family in May 
but this feels like being open to having like discussions and collaborations and that sort of energy coming in. And I think in June and in Gemini, it's also like, maybe we're going to want to take courses. Maybe we're going to want to read more books and the things that maybe we put on hold a little bit before, or maybe we're going to need to learn things in order to move our projects forward. It's just like, there's going to be these little things where we're going to have like niche interests all of a sudden that we're like, I just want to learn everything there is to know about this one particular thing. Um, <laughs> that might happen as well from like what I'm feeling. So it's like very focused, but also very open. It's the, another dichotomy that I'm feeling where it's like, we might want to know all the things or we might want to know one specific thing, but I think everyone's going to just be really curious and inspired this month. I, yeah, I actually am not always excited about Gemini season. I think this is going to be a good one. Um, the stars are really aligned to help you handle top priority plans and projects. Make sure you schedule your important appointments for yourself and any of your pets, especially in the first three weeks of the month. There's a positive, just beautiful energy in the heavens in June because really and truly Jupiter and Saturn are forming this beautiful sextile energy. That's a harmonious angle on the 19th. And this is where, right. The planet of expansion and good luck comes in with responsibility and rules that create real actionable outcomes. So in short, this pair is noted for being good timing. Things auspiciously can happen makes June a really good month to step out and give yourself a chance for a good time. You know, it might be an opportunity to find a new apartment, a new job. Jupiter is going to be in Taurus, the sign of money. And so this is going to finally kind of give us a helpful hand on some of our financial ambitions too. I really feel that some of the markets are going to turn around this year. It's going to be look different than it did last year. Mars is going to begin the month in fiery Leo. This is going to encourage us to play and have fun and be creative, take charge, be in the light. And then Venus is going to drift out of homey cancer and also enter Leo on June 5th. And she's going to make it even more fun and exciting to meet people. Mars is going to tag along eventually for the rest of the month. And this just makes energy feel good. Um, one thing that comes up that could be a little wacky, we have Mars and Uranus in kind of a really hard square angle on the last two days of the month. And Uranus almost always guarantees problems with cars, computers, anything electrical. So hang in there. <laughs> oh boy, I am mentally preparing for that. I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of Gemini season, but I do feel like this one's going to be very, very good. So hopefully that means it's going to happen. Um, for July, I have a little bit of a deeper energy. I have a five of cups. So we're in our emotions again, perhaps a little bit in July. And what this one is about is letting go of things, a little bit of grieving. It might be that some of the excitement in Gemini when we're like, I'm going to do all the things. Maybe the things we're excited about don't pan out the way that we plan. Maybe we are going to have to admit defeat on a couple of things, um, but it's a very tender energy. So it might just be that we're also very sensitive to rejection around this time or when people are, we might feel like people are pulling away from us, but it's also this idea that there is still one cup that's full that we're just maybe not looking at or we're not seeing. And so it's remembering to have faith for the future. Like what this is doing is clearing out the things that weren't going to pan out anyways. So like you can stubbornly hold on to them, 
but this is just this energy of being able to take back a little bit of the possibility if you go a different direction. I think five always is a change card. So it could be just changing our perspective. It could be just saying, oh, why am I so upset about this thing when I have this other big thing here that I haven't looked at? This might go back, um, I'm feeling to March, whatever, if we had a bunch of directions that we were going to go in and we chose one, it might be like, oh, well, actually, maybe I just need to go back to that other one. So yeah, we're letting go of the thing we thought was the right thing, but it doesn't mean there's nothing available to you. It just means you're maybe having to step back a little bit and say, you know what, I have to admit that maybe that other thing was a better direction and you're going to be happier in the long run. So the more you can kind of let go of things and allow yourself to like to like process any grief that might be coming up around it because that's real that happens every time something doesn't work out but just acknowledge for yourself that it's you've done this before you've had these things happen before that didn't work out and then something better came along very soon after so i am getting a feeling like there is a really big light at the end of the tunnel for this but just to be patient with yourself while you're processing this is called Venus in retrograde. <laughs> and so, yes, a hundred percent pack the important stuff that you've got to do within the first three weeks, especially if it involves like things that you've manifested, things that you love that are coming up that you really worked hard to make a difference get them done earlier in the month. So Venus is going to go retrograde in Leo on July 22nd. And it's really going to last all the way until September 3rd. So this is going to feel a little sluggish. It's going to hang in there for a while. This is confusion over your worth, over your value, over people and how all matters of the heart. Right. And then on top of that, we've got this sort of double kick with financial issues it's going to be an interesting time. I will say, I think this is a great opportunity, like for people to find things that are suddenly going to be worth a ton on antiques roadshow, right? It's the, it's that feeling of finding hidden treasure where you didn't expect it because you're revisiting, you're going backwards into things that you've done over these last few months and retracing your steps in some way. And we had so much energy within cancer and Leo in June, just pay attention to those aspects that happened prior because they might come up again. Um, existing relationships, right? There can be some miscommunication. There can be, you might misjudge someone you meet during a Mercury retrograde, keep an eye on that. And then Mars is going to move past the fiery sign of Leo and enter practical Virgo on July 10th. It's going to remain in this earth sign throughout most of August and provide us with sort of that impulse control. <laughs> it's going to allow us to dig into the facts and the details before we act on anything that, you know, has come up necessarily in retrograde. So that'll give us a little bit of stability, but hang in there. I feel like we always need more stability. That's, that's the lesson I think coming up this, this year with that duality between like the inspiration, the movement and going within. Um, and what's coming up next in, in um, August is actually very lined. It's like, I couldn't pick a more Leo card if I tried it. There's a literal line in the background. It's the King of Wands. He's holding like a torch. And this card is super powerful for entrepreneurs and being a leader, moving forward with stuff. 
it's known as like the creative visionary in this deck. And so I feel like we're just living the Leo life at this point, but we're like the adult lion. We're not like the Simba. We're like, you know, the full grown adult lion that he's playing. There's playful energy here still. And we're not taking things too seriously, but it's about like the long term. Like I know what I'm doing now. I'm standing in my power is like a phrase that comes up, but it's also heart fueled. It's like Leo is a very heart driven sign. And so I think that energy will come through. So it's not about like pushing people away to get to the top. It's about like creating environments where passion can be at the forefront, but that everyone's feeling it. Like it's like you're taking that torch and you're lighting everyone else's with it. And that's kind of the vision that I got when I pulled it was this vision of like, he's holding the big torch, but maybe everyone else has a candle that they're lighting with that. And they're carrying that forward. So it's like a contagious, like creative, forceful energy that is also allowing other people to shine. And I think the piece that I like about that, how, how it feels to me is that like, if you think of people you admire, often they're the people that are building other people up. They're not the people that are tearing other people down and talking about themselves all the time. It's the people that you admire because they know they're going to be successful with other people also being successful. They don't have to be the only one. And that's a mature energy. That's why I was like, it's not, we're not looking at the Leo, the childish, I need to be in the spotlight, like this, the mad TV, like Stuart, like, look at me, look what I can do. We're not Stuart in this situation. Okay. We are just like an adult human who is like, I know my worth. I'm going to stand in it. I'm not going to let anyone tear me down, but I'm also going to not do that to someone else. I, that's the best reference I think you've made in a while. A reference to Stuart on mad TV, you know, my heart. (laughs) So yeah, there's, It's some tricky energy. And I do think this is sort of at the heart of what 2023 is about knowing what we've overcome and how we're going to react to it when it comes up again. Are we doing this in a new way or are we entering this with more compassion than we have in the past? So the exciting thing is we have a blue moon this month. So that happens when we get two full moons in the same month. But we're starting out with Venus, right, still in retrograde in Leo. It just, it kind of clouds our judgment when it comes to relationships and financial areas. So keep that in mind. But the second part of this puzzle is that Mercury is going to turn retrograde on the 23rd in Virgo. It's a home here, so it can be a little more powerful. It's, It's acting in its full capacity. So if you've got things to sort of tie up, make sure you do it at the beginning of the month. Um, it's, it's going to be a little tricky, but Virgo likes to analyze and find the correct right answer, the correct solution. But when Mercury is backing up here, like all bets are off. It's just an opportunity for you to really double check and triple check those things. It also is a sign that rules our health and our pets. So keep an eye on them during this time. And it's going to be backing up in the same arena until October 15th. So if you can remember how it's felt with Mars and Mercury in retrograde since October, we're now going to have Venus and Mercury in retrograde together for about the same amount of time. It's about six weeks. And if you can keep in mind, this is going to be back to school. This is going to be the end of summer and vacations and just realize that things are going to come up 
And we're going to move through them in a way that looks differently than it has in the past. And we're not going to tear one another down. Like you were talking about, we're going to hold this new respect for one another. Now we also have that blue moon coming in. This is also the time of harvest and completion when, you know, some of our major decisions are starting to culminate throughout the year. So it's going to be a fun month. We'll see another motto for, uh, 2023. Um, so in, uh, September I pulled a good card. I'm excited. I'm hoping the astrology lines up because it's the nine of cups, which is like, we're almost at the 10 of cups, which is like bliss and amazingness. But this is very much about abundance. This is a goldish card. This is all about like what we've been working on and that energy from the king of wands of like the entrepreneur standing in the vision, not giving up and like having this like community focus is going to pay off really big in September. And I think with going into the fall, like August, September are powerful. I think for us planning the rest of the year, like you were saying, you were referencing the harvest. This is the harvest. Like this is like, it's starting to actually show up. It's like, the same feeling I was getting around um, waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's kind of like the opposite again, where it's like, we're not doing that anymore. That's what the the king, the king of wands was standing in that heart. Like, I'm not going to second guess myself. I'm not going to throw this away. We're doing this. And that's now going to pay off that you did that in September. And I think this is going to show up in multiple ways. But I think between like, financial and emotionally so even if you've been thinking this whole time that we've been talking all you care about is being in a relationship then that's what's going to show up it's just like wherever your focus is whatever you chose with your chariot it's like a choose your own adventure life is literally a choose your own adventure like I don't know why we don't understand that but this is kind of like a moment where we're like oh I chose this for myself like this is showing up because I did this and I think we haven't had this sense of self in a long time and I, I'm just feeling very optimistic where like the, the picture is literally a man like jumping out of a, bo- a box of tre- a bo- like a treasure box and there's like these bowls above him so it's like you literally are just like I did this like celebrating yourself and also sharing it again it's just like you're not just a hoarder it's, he's not sitting in the chest like Scrooge McDuck with like all the coins he's throwing them up into the air and being like, who's going to share this with me? So I think this is just, we're at nine, we're at the end of a cycle. We're just really ready to collect on all of the work we've been doing all year. I I do agree a hundred percent. I actually, the first two words I have written down are temptations, temptations. They're going to be coming in. They're going to be coming in hot. The trick is we've got still a lot of retrograde energy we've got venus will be coming out on the third mars will be coming out oh sometime around the 15th so things might not always appear what they really are so if you're following these temptations just make sure that you're really judging these situations accurately you might pick something during the retrograde only to turn out it's gold filled or gold plated. Like it, it's just a little bit tricky. So that's the one thing I would recommend. Um, the other thing with, you know, mercury and retrograde and for the first 15 days, we've got this confusion over energy and power because Virgo 
wants us to be really responsible and, and analyze and discriminate. And all of that gets clouded by mercury and retrograde there. So be careful. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that after Venus turns direct in motion, Jupiter is going to start its retrograde cycle, keeping a full six planets in retrograde. Um, it's just going to be a kind of a sloggy sloshy time delays and unexpected situations, but we are going to have more opportunities, right? Those temptations are still coming in. So there's beautiful energy behind this. Just make sure you've, you've got your, your patience also set. Yeah, I think that makes sense because I think that's why I was being shown the chariot again of like, remember what your remember what your goals are. Like don't don't get distracted, but know that you're also not at the full end. We're not at the 10 yet. We're not in the complete bliss, but we're like, we're seeing it. The things are coming in. So I love that that lines up so well. And then what's interesting is that for October, we have the two, the high priestess. And this is powerful energy for like downloads, connecting to spirit. The two is all about like intuition and has a very feminine energy to it. It's the high priestess. And so this is like really like honing in on spirit, on your connection to spirit and trusting your intuition. This really like, I'm feeling like this almost like pressure coming up to my throat from my heart where it's like, you can do this. Like you can trust yourself. And the same reference keeps coming up with like, you don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop. It's not going to drop. Like what it, like you, you know, you have this and like, yeah, there's going to be things that you have to let go here and there. Like we were talking about in other months, not everything's going to be rainbow and sunshines, but like the things that you feel sure about, or you're feeling that for a reason, like you can trust that. I feel like all of us have trust issues with the universe right now. That's to be expected. I feel like I have major trust issues with most things right now, but this is a point where we're going to start to realize like, okay, it's October all year things have actually been working out. Even the things I let go, something better came. So like, I, it's not so much about the physical stuff showing up, although that might be happening, like things might be clear, we're able to make decisions, like those kinds of energies. But it just feels like we're in a place where the reflection over the last few months, which might be related to the retrogrades, or I don't know, obviously, you know this, but I feel like it's like the revisiting that we're doing in our minds is actually more of like, a validation journal. People talk about this for like when you're doing psychic readings or something where when when you get things right or like when you predict something and then it happens, any of those things, if you keep a journal that's just positive things, that's the energy I feel of October. And going into Scorpio season, I'm pretty excited because the last three years, Scorpio, any predictions I've done have been really deep, really like grief, loss, hard death and rebirth. Like it's been, I've been dreading it every year for the last like three, four years. But this year feels like we've done the deep work. Yes, there's always going to be things to work on, but this is more of a like, wow, there's not a whole lot left here. Like I actually am feeling like I can understand myself. And so it's actually a chance to go deep into your spiritual self and get just clarity, just understand yourself more, get inspiration on what is next. It's not so much a feeling of like, having to do shadow work and all that it's more like what do what who am I what is now my goal for the next few months like where are we going this is so interesting because I really think you picked up on the next set of eclipses that are happening this month so this year we have hybrid eclipses so in May when we start that cycle we have Scorpio and Aries 
And when we move into October, then of course we have Taurus and Libra. What's different about this is that our eclipses have been Taurus and Scorpio predominantly for the last 18 months. And we're in this sort of position here where we're changing our nodal um, sign that happens in June this year. And so our eclipses are sort of this hybrid combination of the two. And so this is a very different feeling than what we've had the last few years in Scorpio season. So our big solar eclipse um, is on the 14th. This is a new moon in partnership with Libra. This is all about relationships. And I don't mean necessarily romantic relationships. These are the relationships we choose to be in um, all across you know, every aspect of your life. And Libra has this quality that makes it feel like it's a responsibility to be in a, in a working, healthy relationship. So the eclipse is just really going to increase this feeling. Now the lunar eclipse on the 28th is in the money sign of Taurus. This usually again, is that harvest energy at this conclusion, this um, ending energy. So to have this in Libra and Taurus, this is really affectionate in a lot of ways because Venus rules both of these signs. And so there is a beauty and a harmony. Of course, there's, there can be issues with money, um, with resources, with the environment, those sorts of things can come up, but it's going to feel very different than it has. Venus is going to start the month off in romantic Leo and then enter practical Virgo on the eighth This again brings that grounding aspect that is going to help us really see the blessings that maybe we would have missed before. Mars begins the month in Libra, also pushing energy into partnerships for better or for worse. And when Libra is this, like I said, it's this peace and harmony, but it's an air sign. And sometimes it in fighting for truth and justice and balance and harmony, it can miss some of the finer details. So that's something to keep an eye on. Like, yes, there's light and dark, but when Mars kind of just sinks into Scorpio, right? It wants to find the depth. It wants to see through the colors that are more than just black and white. Um, But I do think there are going to be some miracles and some breakthroughs while Mars is in Scorpio. That's going to be there all the way until the 24th of November. Um, So we'll just see. Yeah. Again, I think it'll be an interesting month and again, different than what we've um, encountered for a while. I love that. Yeah. I was definitely feeling that energy. And I think too, when you were talking, it's a two card and twos often represent, well, the second house is Taurus and money, but also like the energy of partnership. So I think that makes a lot of sense where like some of this clarity and like knowing yourself can help you to like stand your own. Again, I, there's this feeling of like, we're, we're, we're feeling more like ourselves than ever (laughs) at this point. But then this is like, so typical of the universe and the tarot is that then the next month, we're going to be tested, we're going to be tested and tempted. But even though the card is the devil, which everyone gets scared of. It's also the card of Capricorn. It's also the card of the material. And that's where we get tempted the most, right? Is in the material. So even going back to September, when we were feeling like that nine of cups energy of like all the temptations are showing up, it's a similar energy. It's not really that scary. Like to me, when you add the one and the five together, it makes a six, which is balance and home and all that stuff too. So this is kind of showing you that like, you might in this Scorpio energy be tempted to go back into old patterns, but it's like 
you can choose again. You don't have to go back there. There's a lot of healing that can happen when you're able now, because you know yourself so well from October, from the first half of it, from the eclipse, maybe you will be able to handle it. You'll see these things coming up and be like, no, I'm not doing this again. Like it's going to be a more, it's not going to be as difficult to avoid the temptations this time around. I think this is like the theme of the year that like, you're like, I've done this before. I'm sick of it. Um, you know, maybe I don't want to have to go through this because I, it's very fresh in my mind that I just did this last year. Last fall, I was doing the same crap. And here we are again. And I think there's this sense of like release where when you realize, oh, I don't have to choose that every time. Like I get to choose differently. There's like a freedom there. And because it has the Capricorn energy, I do feel like this is setting us up for the next year and that it really does relate to our material life. Like our home, I think is a really big deal. That's what I'm feeling. And then also looking at our finances, going into the holidays, all of that kind of stuff. Like maybe we don't want to overspend now because we're going to need that money next month when we're buying all our presents. It's like looking at things from more of a, a grounded perspective as opposed to being wildly tempted and going with it like we maybe would have the last while and that's why I think it's so funny that the devil is the Capricorn card because it's like people see it as being so like wild and tempting but really like there's this just, just this energy of like bring it back in a little like it's like me as the Capricorn I was just telling my friend today I told Emily this I have this term that came through me when I was just talking about myself that I'm party pooper adjacent where like I am the per I was the person in my 20s dragging my friends out to the bars. But I was also the person if we were at a house party to be like, why are you drinking that still and like get away from her and like, I'm the mom of the group like there's the two sides of it. It's like, yeah, I can be within the temptations, but I can also be the responsible one. And so it's like choosing to be maybe a little bit more of the responsible one at this particular energy. <laughs> party pooper adjacent, you crack me up. <laughs> Yeah, this is a little bit of a trickier month. Um, uh, the high priestess is, of course, looking out for us and giving us, you know, grace and harmony and these beautiful aspects. And the devil doesn't come in to take it away. It's not that energy at all. It's like you said, it's just really, are you making the right decisions? Are you putting your energy where you need to? I think a lot of this has to do, of course, with Scorpio season, Mars is going to be traveling through its home sign of Scorpio and it hasn't been here for a while. So that's part of it. It's the warrior. It, it kind of, you know, there can be some violence, some accidents, some trouble and, and impatient Aries increases this in some ways. Um, so when Mars enters Scorpio on October 11th, it, this is only in Scorpio once every other year. That's why I think this amplifies it in some ways. Sagittarius, it's going to fly into on November 24th and we'll see. Yeah. The Scorpio energy is extremely useful in, in sort of bringing order out of chaos. And that's that energy that, that tampers what the chaos can bring. Scorpio wants to make sense of it in some way or another. Now we do have some difficult aspects with Mars on November 11th, 12th, and 13th. It's going to be in opposition with Uranus and this Uranus wants rebellion. It wants change. It wants to break through the limitations of chaos and Scorpio is trying to dampen that in some way. So we'll see, there can be some trickiness there. 
Um, I will say the highlight of the month really is when Venus enters its home sign of Libra on the eighth. Um, this is where we get the idea of art and love and all of these things are going to get a big boost. That's going to last for about 30 days. This includes finances and that sort of thing. A great opportunity for, you know, if you're single to look for partners, um, all of that sort of uh, energy in some way or another Saturn is going to be leaving its retrograde motion and turning direct on November 4th. This will release some of those constructs that we've been feeling. And, you know, I mean, that's been in retrograde since June. <laughs> so, we're, you know, can finally feel like we have a little freedom again. I will say the weekends, um, three out of four weekends this month are a little wacky. So this might be the time of year where you think you want to start hanging out and doing some fun things, but really let's save it for Capricorn season or even Sagittarius season and just play it a little close to home during the month of November. I feel like that makes total sense, especially with all the temptations around. It's like, let's not get into any patterns that we're going to be kicking ourselves for later. And I think I almost with these cards bypass Sagittarius a little bit because we went from like a Scorpio Capricorn energy that was coming up with the devil and we move into the queen of pentacles. And it's a very earth sign card. This is like, if like I feel like the devil might be Capricorn as a man. And then the queen of pentacles is like, if Capricorn was a woman, right? It's like, the man is like, let's get all, let's just not worry about any of the consequences. And let's just, you know, take what we want and like do all the things. But the queen of pentacles is a very grounded, very like parental figure, wants to take care of everyone, has everything she needs and more and is willing to share it and people come to her because she has a grounding energy she is you know a warm and loving energy it's earth energy so this is a good time to like go for a walk in the woods in the snow like be outside really like get out of the day-to-day -day if you can but it also is a res i think responding to that energy we're just talking about where it's also looking at what wounds you have around security and finances and feeling grounded and where that might be stopping you from allowing the abundance to come in. And I think if you think of it more from the perspective, if like you're not really motivated by money, which this year, like I said, I think a lot of us are gonna be focused on that. Like we're just looking at personal goals. Then you can focus on if I take the steps to heal that and allow the money, the abundance to come in, I'm gonna be able to share that. I'm gonna have that in my home. My family and my community are going to benefit. And if that motivates you more, then maybe that's the route to take when you're ready to give up on something or you don't want to put the time in. Maybe it'll just help you to like have that extra burst of energy to follow it through to the end of the year. Be like, you know what? I just have to get to the end of the year. This is also the holidays. So you're going to want to give presents. And like I said, I think that like avoiding the temptations in November gives you the funds that you need to have a great Christmas with your family or a great Hanukkah or holiday season with your family because you'll have the funds the wine will be overflowing there'll be food everywhere like presents for everyone it'll be you'll be Oprah you're gonna be Oprah this is literally the queen of pentacles is literally Oprah I just had this realization it's like you get a car you get a car like that's the energy she's grounded people open up to her they feel safe in her presence but 
she also has this way of giving people what they need. And I think that is where we're leaving off the year. That's kind of the energy where it's like the whole year has been leading up to this point where we're overflowing. We've got more than enough. And it's because we did all the work the whole time. And we stood in our power the entire time. Think about Oprah. She got told no so many times, you know, and then she just kept saying, no, I'm better than this. I can do better than this. And she, she didn't care about what other people thought. And if we carry that, like, same energy as like the king of wands and the high priestess into this energy that this is how it's going to show up it's going to show up in the material if you like stand up for yourself all year round i swear do, are you sure you don't read the stars ahead of time because it's so funny <laughs> i will say you really did pick up on the capricorn energy because what happens in december and we've had this the last three years, we've had a retrograde start at the end of the year. Now what's happening is that retrograde time period is backing up. So where this year we had retrograde start right around Christmas and continue through mid January next year, it's going to start much earlier. It's going to start on December 12th and it's going to be retrograde in Capricorn. <laughs> and so what happens, right? This is really about us revisiting traditions and revisiting our money, revisiting all of the things that make us feel successful in some way or another. And what's interesting too, on top of that is that then we get this confusion energy that comes in the day after Christmas on the 26th, we get Neptune with a full moon and cancer lighting up all sorts of this emotional sort of these emotional back rooms of our imagination, if you will. So it's a matter of tempering the Christmas that you want with the Christmas that you should have the holidays. I, I don't mean to make this just about Christmas, but it's about making this time of the year really feel the way you want, despite the money aspects, like you're going to have so many new experiences coming into this time of year that you get to set how this is going to look. Now there's some of this difficult energy is going to hang really through about January 8th or so. Um, so it's going to dampen new year's again next year in some ways, like we had retrograde this year and it was fine. I was in bed at nine 30. I was very happy, <laughs> but this isn't one of those Christmas new years where we feel like getting out and just being crazy and celebrating. It's a little bit more reserved. It's taking the time to appreciate all of the things that we've made happen when we picked the right horses with the chariot at the beginning of the year. I love that for like a culmination for the end of the year. I think like as a Capricorn, I'm good with something that's a little bit more quiet. And this year, you know, having time off at that time, actually slowing down. I feel like if that can happen again next year, I'll take it. After the the wild ride we've been on for the last few years, any sort of like stability and calmness, I'm like, I sign me up. I will take it. If anybody learned anything from Christmas 2022, it's like, be flexible in your travel plans because we're going to have that same, we won't have Mars in there with us slowing things down. It'll just be Mercury, but be expectant of storms and planes getting canceled and your flights be flexible with all of that. I think Christmas parties are going to be a little wonky. It's going to affect the natural flow that we've come to expect in a December in some ways, but I also think we're going to be ready for some of that in a way, like it's going to feel fun and maybe different somehow. 
yeah, I feel like, like you said at the very beginning, I'm like cautiously optimistic <laughs> this year. I do genuinely feel like I feel personally like there's going to be a lot of change. And I think that's seven energy, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like we're going deep within ourselves, but also moving forward. It's like we're not, we're past. And I think what I didn't really talk about the entire year last year was that the six, if we look at the six of cups, we're talking about there's a nostalgia feeling like we're looking backwards mm-hmm. a lot. Whereas this year, I feel like it, we're finally like we're moving forward. We're not doing that. That I think that's an energy I didn't realize I was picking up on. But like that, like waiting for the other shoe to drop is like for the last time this happened. This is what happened. Last time I tried to do this, that's what happened. And I'm not it's like I'm not doing that anymore because who cares what happened? I, I lived last time. So you know what, maybe it's not going to happen. And that what if energy, I didn't even connect to you until just now when I was saying that where it's like, what if it goes well? Right. right. It's like, right. Instead of being like the last 10 times I tried to do this, why is this coming up again? Again, trust your intuition. If you're still feeling like it's for you, maybe the timing wasn't right. That like we talked about timing today. Like maybe that's what we need to just zero in on is like, what if the good thing happens and just what focus if? on that. Exactly. I think that sums up 2023 perfectly. Um, I want people to realize that it is going to feel so differently. We've got so many big outer planets changing signs. This doesn't happen every year. This is big new energy coming in and it is going to color what the next 20 and 40 years looks like. Pluto is going to change officially next January, but we're going to get a taste of it a little bit this year. And that is going to hang on really for a lot of our lives, (laughs) this is going to be new territory. And it's also ushering in a new generation. That's going to have new concepts around what they're here to transform within their lives. So exciting times. I'm ready for it. So ready for it. (laughs) Um, And on that topic for like getting ready for the year, um, I just want to mention that I have a, an offer that's really only around for this week, but if you message me, we can work something out, but I have the 2023 remote recharge bundle where all of the monthly sessions that I do where they're based on the current Zodiac sign, I do 30 minutes of healing energy that you don't have to sign on to Zoom or anything. You just get to chill at home. You can be journaling, laying down, whatever you want. And then I send within a few hours because I process that energy and then like go through everything that just happened. So it takes me a while, but then you get this email report that's all of the crystals and energies that I use. It's the themes that come up it's kind of just an overview of like the energy of the month. And for all 12 months of the year, it's only $111 Canadian. So chump change for Americans, but it's a really good way to like, it's for me, my word for the year is commitment, but it's commitment to myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the queen of pentacles. That's where I'm landing. I didn't even realize it when I picked the word, but that's where I'm moving towards is commitment in all areas of life. And one of my ways of doing that is committing to you guys and saying, I'm going to show up every month. You're going to get this from me. This is what you can expect. And then I know that I'll at least be tuning into the energy once a month as well. So that's kind of like my one thing that also does kind of encapsulate 2023 is that we're going to be on this journey for the whole year. Oh, it's like so exciting. I, um, I picked joy this year because I want to bring that in. And I'm excited. I think there's a lot of opportunities for that to happen. Um, 
I am going to be teaching at least an eight part series within the Spirit School Collective on astrology for light workers. And this is a little bit different than some of the other astrology courses I teach because we're going to focus really on how you can harness the energy, why it's important to understand it, and what happens if you feel it or don't feel it. What are the eclipses mean? All of these things. So if you're not already in Spirit School, the collective, now might be a good time to look at joining. It's lots of great resources there. Over in Third Eye Library, I will be continuing the Zodiac series deep dive each month. Andrea really had a good time sitting in this past month on Capricorn. And yeah, we're continuing to have a lot of fun within Third Eye Library. So come check that out as well. Yeah, I'm so excited. I actually, on the topic of that, the next one is Aquarius that you'll be doing. My recharge for Aquarius is this Thursday on January 26th. So the link is in my bio, wherever I put my links, you know, all the places. But um, when is the Aquarius? It's going to be on the 31st this year. Yeah. We bumped Capricorn a little bit with new years and all that, but yeah, it'll be on the 31st. You can find the link to purchase uh, within the third eye library or on my website, emilyinnerstars.com. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Yay. Thanks everyone for listening again. Uh, Let us know how this plays out for you. If it resonates, how you feel about things and keep us posted how your year goes. Yes, I'm so excited to hear what your thoughts are on it. And I feel like this is, even for me, we were talking about how I forget everything we say after we say it. So it's one that I think I'm going to go back and like pause on each month as we go along. I agree. (laughs) I agree. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.